It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. It's free. Download the free Fetch Me app. Or go free. To, yes, or go to the um, fetchmedelivery.com. For free. It's free. And, you know, there's a lot of folks doing this. FetchMe kind of sets themselves apart for several reasons. One of those is FetchMe is the only food delivery service that has a loyalty program with no cap, thereby rewarding customers who stay with them for a long time. got to love that. you got to value loyalty. you got to love that. you got to love that. So that's, why, that's one of the many reasons why we love FetchMe. And uh, once again, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. What's up, bud? Nothing much, Zach. Pumped up today. I'm pumped up. Sweet. Actually, I feel kind of bad, but Why? we can get into that later. Why do you feel bad? Well, it's about something that's on the okay. on the rundown, cool. so I don't want to spoil it. All right. Well, let, let's start things off with, with J.B. Grimes. It came out last night that J.B. Grimes is leaving the Auburn program to pursue other opportunities. Malzahn's quote was, JBS decided to move on and pursue other opportunities, like I just said. And then he went on to say, you know, how great it was to have him on staff and, and all of that. So I think Auburn fans seem to be happy about this. I think they were very upset with the offensive line. I think that was the biggest mm-hmm. issue from last season and probably the season before that as well. And, you know, it only... You can only use the uh, the excuse of okay, Herb Hand left you in a terrible situation for so long. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what that search looks like. I think it's going to be this Dustin Fry guy. He spent the last five seasons under Morris, dating all the way back to SMU, then went with him to Arkansas. I think that would make sense. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens there. I think they should go try to get uh, former Georgia offensive line coach Sam Pittman. I mean, just bring him in. <laughs> Obviously, he did wonders with that offensive line at UGA. I think he's got a job now, though, doesn't he? Yeah. No. <laughs> that was a joke. Sam Pittman is uh, the head coach at Arkansas now. <laughs> What's better? Um, What's a better gig? Offensive line coach at Auburn, head coach at Arkansas. You got to think about it for a second. I'm going to go with head coach at Arkansas. <laughs> um, I was going to make a joke about which... Uh, which former Auburn player do you think they're going to bring in next? If it had to be a former Auburn player, who is it? Uh, the only former Auburn offensive lineman that I know know of, really, that is still in the football world is Cole Kublik. And I sure I, I can't imagine that he's, they probably, would. he's got a pretty cush situation. Yeah. Um, give me Lee Ziemba, baby. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad one. Is sure. he in football still? I doubt it. Braden Smith, let's bring him in. Yeah, quit playing for the Colts. <laughs> Andrew Luck left anyway. You might as well leave too. Um, what's Reese Dismukes up to these days? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. So wouldn't that be funny though? Because like he and Cody would have been on the team at the same time. I'm sure there's other guys. I guess Cadillac's too old and T Will's too old. So maybe it'd just be those two that played together. But yeah, that'd be funny if it was just all former Auburn athletes on the coaching staff. <laughs> Um, I, I can't say I know enough about offensive line coaches to, uh, to really make a comment here about who they should bring in. Um, I like the name that you said. 
Yeah, once again, that's Dustin Fry and spent the last five years under Morris. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if if it kind of moved away and was like, all right, you know, you can bring in one of your guys because we want you to have control if your mm-hmm. mouth's on talking to Morris. So that'd be – I think that would make sense. And and I think Malzahn trusts Morris. So if Morris is like, I love this guy. He's been with me for five years. He can't be worse than Herb Hand. Yeah. You're right. So You're right. And – yeah, I saw this news late last night, so I haven't had a, a real chance to to dig into. I, mean, much. I think that's kind of it, right? I mean, I, I was curious because the way Malzahn's statement read, it sounded like it was Herb Hand wanting to step away. JB Grimes. Yep, JB Grimes, not Herb Hand. JB Grimes greater than Herb Hand, but the the um, a lot of the beat writers were were tweeting out, you know, because fans were all kind of asking the same question, like. Where did this come from? You know, was he forced out? Was he encouraged to leave? And it genuinely seems like Herb Hand left on his own. To, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Well, Herb Hand also did leave on his own. Thankfully, I'm not. I'm be, not a fan of him. If you can't yeah, tell, no. to be the O line coach at UT, right? Is he Texas? still there? I, I don't know. I think. Are you so. jealous that he gets to live in Texas and you don't? Uh, I mean, he lives in Austin, so I love that he found a way to bring up Texas. That's. We're talking about <laughs> unbelievable. I can't believe you. That was relevant. It's <laughs> coming from the guy who fits the Patriots into every episode. Well, Jarrett Stidham's the next quarterback, so it makes sense. It's the Auburn podcast, Locked mm-hmm. on Auburn, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I'm all over the place today. Um, but, yeah, it, it does seem like it was J.B. Grimes that left on his on his own. It doesn't seem like it was a mutual thing or, you know, Malzahn saying, hey, you need to get out of here. It really does seem like it was J.B. Grimes choosing to step away from the program. No, which is really interesting. Um, we've talked a lot about how the, uh, the O-line class coming in was obviously a big uh, focus for them in recruiting, and they brought in three JUCO tackles and and a very good recruiting class on the O-line. So it, it's interesting that he's choosing now when you'd really get to see him get to use his guys on the offensive line to step away. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Looking ahead to other news that happened since we last recorded, Aaron Sipos declares for the NFL draft. This surprised me. This caught me a little bit off guard. Punters and kickers and special team players as a whole don't typically leave early. And if he were to leave early you would kind of assume that he was one of the better punters in college football, and he he was okay. He was sixth in the conference, 28th nationally in punting average at 43.8 yards per punt, and Auburn tied for 62nd nationally in net punting. So the only other punter currently on Auburn's roster is walk-on Patrick Mark Walter, and he is a uh, he is a, a walk on. Uh, I think it was a walk on freshman last year. He has not punted. And interestingly enough, there's been a few jokes going around. But Bo Nix is the most experienced punter on Auburn's roster right now. 
Yeah, someone actually called into the drive on ESPN 106.7 last night uh, with Bill Cameron. I was filling in on the show with Bill, and, and he called in and was like, you could do a lot worse than having your quarterback go back there and punt for you because blah, 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 like throwing uh, – throwing fakes and give the opponent something to think about every time you have a have to punt because it's still the quarterback. And I was like, they're not going to put the quarterback back to punt. No, they're not, but it'd be fun. He would get laid out on every punt. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. If he would, you get five yards. I mean, if, okay, every time there was a return, he would get laid out. Sure. You know, you're right. And then you got to like, Raise a question though: How many would be returned? Because like, I think you got to scoot your your. I agree with you, but I think you'd have to defend it differently. I don't think he would get hurt or hit any extra if he was the punter. But you're not going to do that because he's not a punter, and I think he's already put enough on film where if it's fourth and two, you have to defend it a certain way. So I think that's valuable. Uh, but he's not a full time punter. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I uh, I was talking with a guy. It'll be one of the kickers. Maybe, maybe. I think uh, I think you should keep an eye out for. Uh, I was talking with somebody who's got a close relationship with somebody on the team and kind of understands the the social. Or, I can't talk today, man. I'm exhausted. The um, the recruiting culture, I guess, in regards to special teams players, specifically kickers and punters, because it seems to be just talking to him. It seems to be different than normal players, quote-unquote normal players. But I also want to keep an eye on Evan McGuire. He's from Thompson. He kicked and punted for the 7A state champs in Alabama. Sounds like his parents absolutely love Auburn. Sounds like he grew up, you know, drinking the orange of blue Kool-Aid. And 6'4", 210, big guy, tall, lean guy, which is kind of what you want in the punter. Um, I don't see them scholarshipping two kickers. And so the kicking situation, and this is the same guy telling me this, is they're expecting to keep Anders on scholarship, obviously, until he graduates. And then the year after that, after he leaves, so the kid's a sophomore right now. He's the number one kicker in the country. He's out of Fort Payne. He's already visiting Auburn. He wants to go to Auburn, the number one kicker in the country in that class. And so, like, there's no overlap. So if you get a guy like this that could do both, can maybe he can punt for you and have a kickoff specialist-type role and then um, be your backup kicker if something were to happen for that first year when he's a true freshman would kind of make sense. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, isn't there a backup? <laughs> You're a mess this morning. Zach just sent a pen flying across the studio. <laughs> Zach had a very big morning, so he's... <laughs> I interviewed the governor, which was cool, and I think just the stress and nerves from that just wore me out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so isn't there a backup kicker right now? Or was it Ian Shannon, and he's gone? Uh, I think they're all, they're, wall, they're all walk-ons. Okay, so anyway, I feel bad because we've talked a lot about juniors that could declare for the draft. And never once did it cross my mind that Aaron Sipos was one that could leave. Like, n- not a single time did that name travel between my ears. Yeah, and like, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. And it may have had something to do with grades. Maybe he knew he was going to have a hard time staying eligible. I, I don't think that's it. He seemed like a, a pretty bright guy. But, you know, when you move from another continent, there may be a lot yeah. of stuff going on. I don't know. He's married. He's older. Maybe he didn't want the college experience. Maybe he was done with all of that. 
I don't know. Maybe he was tired of all the Outback jokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, quit asking me about the Bloomin' Onion. I've never been to Outback. <laughs> uh, I would bet. I mean, he's almost 30, isn't he? Isn't he like 28? He's like, he gets Social Security 25? next year, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm joking. I didn't get that joke. I'm joking. I'm sorry. That's, it is, he's so old. Okay. It was a Court Sandberg joke. I'm sorry. All right. Gosh, I'm off today, man. <laughs> Can you do the rest of the show on your own? My goodness. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we'll move on. As Zach says a lot, let's take a look at these uh, voicemails. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, we can do that. I never understand when you say that because you don't look at voicemails. Oh, we look at them. You listen to voicemails. We look at them. You can call the show at uh, 205. Number, 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 number. 205. 502-4285. 502-4285. This is, uh, this is a guy talking about how much Vandy stinks. He agrees with us. A couple things, guys. I live in Nashville, so we'll talk about Vanderbilt real quick. Vanderbilt's not very good. They are lacking, in my opinion, of SEC talent. I do think Stackhouse will get that talent upgraded over the next season or so, but I do not think they're that good this being a day before the game. We'll find out then. The next thing, Boogie Willow argument going broke. I think that he will be a solid NFL player. He sort of reminds me of being Tate, maybe a little bit cut, but very much being Tate. And you saw how good Ben Tate was in Houston, which is a system they're running in San Francisco, and a place now. So just a heads up on a good thing for you. Thank you so much for uh, calling. Once again, you can call at 205-502-4285. I agree on the Vanderbilt front. I, I don't see Ben Tate similarities with Booby Whitlow. I do think he's going to be a better NFL player than a college player. Ben Tate was just such a violent runner. People didn't want to tackle Ben Tate. I don't think people feel that way about Booby Whitlow. I think Booby Whitlow does things better than Ben Tate did. I think he moves better laterally. I think, he, uh, I think he's a better pass protector than Ben Tate was. I mean, Ben Tate was a second-round draft pick. I mean, Ben Tate was a stud. And then, you know, when Arian Foster for the Texans was one of the best running backs uh, in the NFL, he went down, and the running game didn't take a drop-off because Ben Tate was so good. So, physically, they may be similar. I'd have to look at their numbers. But physically, I, I get that argument. But as far as role in an offense, I don't know if they're the same thing oh some some people uh reached out on on twitter and facebook and some other things about our segment regarding booby willow yesterday a lot of people said like well booby willow's not not good enough to be an nfl back like he's not ready he needs to stay another year and i agree with it that's not that's not the argument of why i think he should leave i think i think he should leave and go declare because i think his situation gets worse next year and so like if you're ever going to make that jump it makes sense to me to do it now not after next season when I think you're going to play less. Yeah, I, I agree with what you just said, Zach. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing. A lot of people don't think he's good enough and, and, and blah, blah, blah. 
one of the things that's important to remember about the NFL is that they don't care as much about how ready you are to be an NFL player. They'll make you an NFL player. Yeah, they want to see your traits. They want to see your physical ability and your traits and how you process information. The fact that he didn't run for 1,000 yards, they don't care. They don't care about that. I mean, one of the, the longer successful running backs in the league right now, James White, was a backup at Wisconsin his whole career. And it's just, you see guys like that all the time. Josh Jacobs of Alabama was a first-round draft pick. He didn't start for Alabama. But the NFL saw his ability. They saw his traits. And they didn't care. There's a reason he was drafted higher than Damian Harris. That's just that's how it is. I think, uh, I think injuries are going to be a big question mark for him. And I think, unlike a lot of running backs that do okay at the college level, I think you can look at Booby Whitlow and say, this is what he can do. Like, this is his role. You don't have to kind of force force him to do something that I don't think would be natural for what his traits are. And he seems pretty he seems pretty intelligent on the football field. I, I think his role would be a third down back that could be able to pick up blitzers and pick up pass, help out and pass pro. And I think he can process, process that information really quickly. So I think the NFL would like him to that extent. I don't think he's going to get drafted super high. If he did get drafted to be a day three guy, he's probably an undrafted free agent. But I think as far as his best shot to succeed is uh, is is after the season. Well, look at um, so I mean, even if you're looking at guys in the NCAA right now that could go to the NFL, Jonathan Taylor is one of the most successful running backs in NCAA history. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's ever. pushing yeah. yeah ever, and he's not even the number one running back on most people's draft boards this season. Mm. Uh, Chuba Hubbard ran for over 2,000 yards. He's coming up He, I think he might have broken Barry Sanders' rushing record at Oklahoma State this season in their bowl game, and he is not the top running back on most people's draft boards. Um, you can even look at like Christian McCaffrey. When he was coming out before he put up incredible numbers at the Combine, people weren't super high on him either even though he had broken all kinds of all-purpose yard records. So running back is a really tricky position, and then you look at the guy, uh, Philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent and was the most successful rookie running back last year. Mm-hmm. So running back is a very strange position in the NFL right now. It's so scheme-dependent and role-dependent. Role, role so. yeah. All right. What, what were you upset about at the start Aaron of the Sipos. show? I, I feel bad. That all the times we talked about it, it never occurred to me that Aaron Sipos could leave. Uh, I think that's okay on your part. I don't think you should feel bad about that. I'm just kind of like, you know, like he wasn't, like you said, he's not bad. He's not great. He's not bad. And It's surprising for sure. I think it surprised the Auburn coaching staff because they don't have a, a backup plan. plan yeah. yeah. So I think that's telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of skipped over the Auburn basketball part of the voicemail. Auburn favored by 14.5 tonight. Uh, they're minus 1,400 money line. So uh, there's basically not a doubt in Vegas's mind mm. that uh, Auburn is going to win the game tonight. I don't think there's a, really a doubt Auburn's going to win the game tonight. If you're listening to this Thursday morning and Auburn somehow lost, get ready for a very, very sad podcast later. Yeah, we'll be upset. As far as what they're doing Saturday, I mean, ESPN's coming into town. Dick Vitale's going to be calling the game. Or Dicky V, baby. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. 
Who whose team do you think he's going to be more surprised by, Auburn or Georgia? Uh, probably Georgia. I mean, he's reached the point in his career that he does not prep for games. He like learns the guys' names, and that's it. I mean, that's the that's like kind of the running joke about Dick Vitale, right? Is that he calls like someone against Duke, and the, everyone on the other team, he's like, "This guy's great, baby." <laughs> it's like, yeah, why are you so surprised? That guy averages twenty two points a game. Like what? I got a feeling he's more familiar with Auburn because of the Final Four run, and he's boys with Bruce. So I, okay. I, I'll go with he's more surprised. He'll be more surprised to to see Georgia's guys. Uh, Georgia lost a tough one last night. Lost a tough one last night. Who they lose to? I, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, they lost to Kentucky. They were up by six at halftime, and they were like cheering, going crazy. Where was home, it? Was it in Athens? Georgia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I picked it though. I called Kentucky minus the, to cover the spread. Letdown game for Georgia. They just couldn't hold on in the second half. Which I mean, Kentucky is so has so much talent that that's not that surprising. Have you done at the time of this recording? Have you done your pick on how you would bet Auburn Vandy? Yeah, I, I'm going to take Auburn minus thirteen and a half home opener. F- first day of classes today. Students are going to be there. Students are going to be pumped. Um, I, I think Auburn's going to come out and put the clamps. I'm also taking the under at 152. Auburn's defense is incredible. I don't think. I have an adjective for it. What? Suffocating. Ooh. I don't think this is going to be an 82 to 70 game, which is what the score would have to be to get to 152. Vandy's scoring like 79 a game or something like that, aren't they? They're giving up 71, but they're they're scoring 79. Yeah, they're eight and five. I just think, and they've lost to like not great teams. I just think that Auburn is so much better, so much better at defense at than what Vandy's yeah. played, especially at home I agree. with I agree. the jungle or whatever. And I don't like. I'm not convinced Auburn can put up 90 or or 85. Or I mean, so we'll see. Cool. Where can people find you and hear I'm you, pumped. bud? Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on the Action Network app at Couch Potato. Uh, I do a daily segment on the lunch break. The last segment of each hour. They've 11, made that daily now. Yeah, 11.45, 12.45. Sweet. Uh, it's Free Money Friday every day. Awesome. And I'm going to be on the drive on ESPN 106.7 tonight. Tonight being Wednesday night. Cool. Live with Bill Cameron. I'm Zach Blackerby. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. <laughs> It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.